Hello and welcome to theconstantinvestor.com. I'm Greg Demopoulos. Joining me in the hot seat today for The Curious Investor is Ellen Bergen, a young communications professional with a desire to succeed. Ellen, great to speak with you today. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Of course. So my profession is in communications, media and marketing. Um, I'm currently working in communications for John Holland, the construction company. Um, We're working on some level crossing removal packages. But in addition to that, I also work as a journalist for arts, culture and theatre outside of work. Um, And I also consult for Victorian theatre companies in and around the city. So um, I'm about five years out of uni. Um, I'm debt-free and investment-free. And I, yeah, I'm just looking to kind of start setting up my life a little better. What prompted you to become a member of The Constant Investor to begin with? Uh, my boyfriend actually signed me up. He being an accountant and financial planner in self-managed super, he's a big fan of the site um, and thought I would really like um, listening to success stories um, and stories of women who've become you know, financially successful um, in very lucrative professional careers and just stories of women who've had a different career path to mine. And I find them quite inspiring. Um, and we often listen to Money Cafe in the car. So it's really great to hear, I'll hear something about finance or investments in the news, um, major news like the big four banks dropping ATM fees. But then I'll actually get that insight into what that actually means from him or from the Money Cafe or the investment wrap-up. So how helpful has the advice been that you've received so far? Have you, are you starting to plan to maybe make some investment decisions or have you, yeah, what have you learnt when it comes to investing? I think I've learnt that um, I really need to make a plan um, and so that's something that the advice has been really interesting. It's certainly something to give me a, a greater awareness of the financial markets around the world, what kind of investment options are open to me, um, you know, that the property market might not be so viable for me at the moment or it might crash in a couple of years, who knows, um, but that, you know, I need to start really seriously considering um, this kind of thing and making a plan. Um, at this stage, I've made no investments, um, but I also have no debt. So I'm certainly in the position where I can start really planning for this. And I found um, the different things I've learned from the constant investor to be really helpful. Um, and it also, it, it helps me talk to my partner about the things he does at work. It's just a bit interesting. <laughs> In your line of work, do you deal with anything to do with money or finance or anything like that at all? In your in your um, communications role yeah, with John Holland? Very little. Um, I don't have any purchasing decisions, which... Look, is great for me because I'm not great at counting or estimating or having any form of spatial perception. <laughs> um, I'm not great with numbers. That's why I'm in a really, really front-facing communications role. Um, but I do manage things like negotiations on invoices for things that are um, related to my role. We do a lot of relocation work. Um, so when we're doing major construction work, we'll move people into hotels and so on. Um, and, you know, talking to our suppliers and contractors. So I manage a lot of invoicing and so on for that. But mostly I pass it on to the accounts team, <laughs> um, which is lucky for me. It's not my first, um, it's not my most comfortable thing to do. I'm not great with numbers. Um, I've just learned how to use the, like in my personal life, I've learned how to use all the different bank apps and the ASIC 
um, spending tracking. So I guess this is, it's kind of opening up a new world for me in terms of money counting. And when it comes to, you mentioned success stories earlier and the stories of successful women and how they've really achieved uh, what they have. How is that helping you in a professional sense in your career? I think that's really inspired me to both kind of strive for leadership as well as um, look at change. I work in the construction industry. It's a very male-dominated um, industry. I'm the only woman in the office today. Um, but it just it further brings to light things like um, the gender super gap and the gender pay gap, um, the need for change in industries, but also that um, purely because I've been born a woman, I've got a bit of a different footing in both the um, the financial market and my career. And so it's, it's certainly started to open my eyes to that. I really need to seriously start considering some things um, it's something I've recently discovered um, a fantastic kind of explanation of it all by Jane Gilmore. Um, it's on the Queen Vic Women's Centre website um, about the cost of motherhood and the cost of womanhood that kind of brings to light the needs that, that females really need to put into some thought into financial planning, um, contributing to your super. Um, I'm lucky enough to be hex debt free. Um, which I think is great, but others have told me it was probably the silliest thing I ever did was paying that off. It was the <laughs> cheapest loan I'll ever get. Um, but, you know, I think it's great to be in a position that, you know, if I, I own one single asset being my car, but that's, you know, that's all paid off and I have no debt. Um, but, but, you know, I'm a young woman who rents and still pays $1,000 a month in rent in a share house. Um, it's really just between these stories and kind of this increased awareness of financial planning, um, as well as just the market at the moment, um, I really need to start planning for my future as well as um, I just I, I needed to gain this kind of education in what it takes. Um, I think the greatest thing I've learned in the last few weeks is from this story, you know, a man is not a financial plan. Um, I'm being a strong feminist myself. I think it's really important um, having had my eyes open to the things I need to do in terms of financial planning and super to kind of continue that education for other young women. Um, because, you know, being a millennial telling me not to buy avocados is really helpful in helping me buy, buy a property or make investments. Um, I really like avocados. So there you go. Well, I don't think you'll find many people bucks. that, I don't <laughs> think you'll find many people that don't like avocados. So yeah, look, some don't. I find that shocking, <laughs> you know, um, a colleague at work just bought his first property at 29, but he buys a coffee every single day. And it's, it's these kind of decisions that I'm looking at going, you know, you buy two to three coffees a day and that's 15 bucks a day. And that's how much a week. And, you know, where can we make savings and, and you know, where can you budget better? Um, I'm lucky that my parents raised me to be pretty as financially savvy as possible. I do have savings in the bank. I do have a monthly budget. Um, I get paid monthly, which is a little difficult, but, it's really just everything's opening up my eyes to this education, but it's probably a really good time to be learning about it all you, at um, 25. You, <laughs> mentioned, you mentioned earlier that it might not be viable for you to jump on the property ladder in the next few years. Are there any particular segments of the investment market, you know, uh, technology stocks or anything like that that you are quite interested in, interested in and keep a close eye on? I think, I mean, given that, the, you know, 
but the housing market makes so much sense but at the same time it's looking good. I think um, stocks and shares are going to be the next place I look to kind of invest as well as I now know that I need to invest in myself and kind of self-contribute to the super. I think that'll be where I'll be concentrating my efforts for the next few years, but as well as like trying to educate myself on what other options are open to me. Now, you're obviously still quite young and one of our youngest members at hand. (laughs) Why should young people jump into the investment game so early? What what positive effect has it had on your life and what knowledge do you think it will help you with down the track? I think, um, I mean, at 25, I know two people who own property. That's it. Like two, I have two friends who own property and one of them being my accountant partner. Um, through through these kind of people, I've started to learn, you know, these things are possible, but they do take a lot of planning and a lot of time um, and knowing that, you know, I, based on my current savings and income, I'm still four, three to four years away from having a house deposit. If I didn't have that knowledge now, I'm still three to four years away from a house deposit whenever I discover that. So at this stage, you know, I'm looking at buying property at 30. Um, that, you know, if you don't get that knowledge early enough, you're not going to be prepared to buy property when you need to, especially, you know, if you're starting to consider um having a family or things like moving overseas or changing jobs, if you don't know that early enough to do the planning, it's just going to set you back even like even further. Um, and, you know, knowing if I had known that if I had started saving every penny four years ago, I could have been looking at buying a house next year maybe, I, I wonder if that would have changed um, the decisions I've made. I mean, I've been out of home and renting for about three years. I've lived, I lived overseas for about seven months. Um, I've had the security of traveling every year. Um, I think, you know, if I had had this financial background maybe earlier on or through uni, maybe I would have made different decisions. But I'm I'm pretty happy where I've landed. But now it's really time to start considering that. And I don't think a lot of my colleagues or friends know that. I don't think they have this background, um, which means I don't think they'll be prepared soon. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that the constant investor is helping give you a leg up and we'll leave it there. So, Ellen, thanks so much once again for speaking with me today. Anytime. If you'd like to share your investing story with the Curious Investor community, please contact us at hello at theconstantinvestor.com.